yo. <laughs> Welcome in to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. I am Mark Chanup. I'm your host. Today is Friday, August 16th. We got a good show for you today. We're going to talk some tight ends. No, not those kind. We're going to talk football tight ends. Yes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout. And also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. So real quick, just an FYI, I'm having a I'm having a draft this weekend on Saturday. Um, it's my family league. I'm I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. Um, I don't know. I do you guys get as excited as as I do? To me, draft day it, it's like Christmas morning. You know, I just exactly. You hear the sleigh bells. You just just so excited for the possibilities, to, what my team could be. Um, it's just a lot of fun to get together with those family and friends, talk some smack, make fun of, uh, you know, who came in last place last year. Do you guys do punishments? Um, I know in one of my work leagues, uh, what we got is uh, we're going to make the guy draft wet. He's got a pool. We're going to, he's host. It's actually, he's hosting the draft this year. He's got a nice pool. Just bought a new house. It's pretty cool. So the deal for coming in last place is you get tossed into the pool moments before the draft starts, and then you stand there sogging wet. No towel, can't dry off, and he's got to draft wet, you know, holding his sheets or whatever, phone, I don't know. But it's going to be fun, you know, just little things like that or just make the camaraderie a little bit better. So, um, like I said, I'm pumped. I got a draft tomorrow. I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go live on that. I think I'll do a a Facebook live on that and maybe just have a camera set up on the draft board or something like that. I don't know. Um, just stay tuned. We'll see. Uh, but let's just, let's get into the show. We got a good one for you to did today. Um, news and views. All right, to start off, quarterback Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts. You know, we've been monitoring this uh, calf strain all preseason long, and guess what? It is finally escalated to more than just a strain, and it's starting to scare me because, to me, his week one start is in jeopardy. Um, let's. I'm just going to read it here. So his injury has escalated over the past few days. The injury is not just a calf issue or an ankle issue. It's an accumulation over time. I don't know what that means, but that's what they had down. So basically, he's in jeopardy miss week one and beyond. From what I've seen, it's not his planting foot. You know, it's his it's his front foot. So it won't. It's not like he'll when he's dropping back, he's planting and hurting it or, or irritating it even more. It's it's his front foot. But I mean, it's still, it's a foot issue. It's a quarterback. It's a football player. You need to run. You need your feet. And I am significant. <laughs> And I am significantly dropping him down my draft boards right now where he could be a value this year because, you know, like I said, I got my draft this weekend and I'm going to move him down to like my QB eight or nine. And if he's there in the double digit rounds, I'll take a shot. I'll pair him up with like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or something. And and if he becomes a uh, a steal in the draft, you know, later on and, and becomes luck of what we all know, then that's a win for me. You know, that's a steal for me, but, uh, you just can't trust them taking them top four quarterbacks anymore. It's just, it's just, it's the value is too, it's not there anymore. So 
We're going to move on. Wide receiver Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. He's dealing with an ankle injury that is not expected to hold him out of the rest of or it's expected to hold him out of the rest of the preseason, but he won't miss week one. Uh, so that's good news, but it's just a nagging <laughs> a nagging. It's a nagging injury. I'm trying to combine the words. It's a nagging injury. You know, the ankle, it's the feet, it's the legs, the hamstrings. Those things are the things that I don't like to see in the preseason with with players, especially to start the year. It's just going to, it just to me, it lingers all year long. So I'll probably bump Keenan Allen down my board a little bit as well. But yeah, just heads up. So he's dealing with an ankle injury, and you probably won't see him the rest of the preseason. Uh, next, we got running back Melvin Gordon, again of the Los Angeles Chargers came out that he's prepared to sit out regular season games if he does not receive his new deal before week one. So basically, he came out and said he'll go the distance. He'll miss the first nine weeks if he needs to. So again, like Luck, like Alan, moving him down my board, I think I have him like RB 13 or 15 somewhere. Um, I'm going to up, finish updating my rankings uh, today. All right, next we got wide receiver Odell Beckham of the Cleveland Browns. He's not concerned about his hip injury. He's going to sit out Saturday's preseason game, but if uh, they said if it was a regular season game, he'd be playing, he'd be starting. He's just taking the precautions because it's a preseason game, doesn't want to aggravate it any more than he should. Next running back, Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. The news came in. This is the stuff that... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it because it's a joke. This is what I I hate about the media is there's just nothing there for them, you know, to talk about. So here's the news. He currently weighs in the low 220 pounds, which could be his lowest weight since his rookie season. Who cares? Who really cares? I want to know information about his deal. Is he going to play? Who cares what he weighs if he doesn't play? Right? Okay, no more new information about Elliott in, in his deal. He's saying that he's going to hold out and miss. So my take with Dallas right now, because you got Dak Prescott wanting a new contract, Amari Cooper wanting a new contract because they're both on their last season of their rookie deals. And then Elliott, he's got two more seasons left, uh, but he's holding out because he wants a new deal. Basically, all these guys want to get paid. Well, they've been all offered in my opinion, fair money. They want to be top paid. You know, they want to be the top of their position, top five uh, paid uh, quarterbacks and receiving receivers and running backs. I don't know if the Cowboys can can pay all three of them like that. And to me, the odd man out is going to be Cooper. I don't know if he's going to get his the money he's expecting, which is going to be a bummer because I think Dak and Cooper have something special there in Dallas. Elliott's a solid running back. Uh, you know, next we got quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Again, this is like the Elliot uh, Tate, you know, news bit right here. He threw five interceptions in Wednesday's practice. Oh my gosh, five interceptions! Oh no, Garoppolo sucks. Just kidding. Do you guys remember last year when uh, Pat Mahomes he had he had something similar to that? Let me read you Pat Mahomes' uh, little news blurb last year. Mahomes has thrown seven interceptions through six practices in training camp. He sucks. 
You know how everybody was freaking out over him last year? Oh, he's not going to be a good quarterback there in Kansas City. Six interceptions. Oh, no. Or seven interceptions. Oh, no. Who cares? It's practice. Guess what? It's the same defensive player that knows the offensive playbook, and they probably were running the exact same play multiple times. So the the defensive backs know what's coming and can project where Garoppolo is going to throw the ball. Not hard to do. If you've played any sports, I remember doing that. Larry, we're practicing the you know I'm playing defense, and the offensive team is practicing the the plays. And I know what's coming because I I know the play and yeah I'm gonna jump it and I'm gonna steal the pass when uh, if and make me look good if I can I mean hello it's normal right like come on this is what drives me nuts with the media so that's what I'm here for to sift through some of this crap bullshit you know I put these in there because I found them just entertaining and I wanted to just have a good laugh. But uh, we're going to move on. We're going to get a little bit more serious. The last little news note here. Running back Kenyon Drake of the Miami Dolphins. He was seen in a walking boot. Um, They're saying it's going to take a while to heal. They're expecting him to be... To miss most of the rest of the preseason. But they're saying he, he should be hopeful for week one. What does this do? To me, it bumps him down a little bit. Again, he's like my RB30. But Kalen Balazs. You got to put him up. You got to move him up. He's a steal in drafts right now. He's, I think, like mid 40s. So move him up on the running back rankings. All right, you guys ready for some tight end talk? Let's talk some top 10 tight ends. All right, let's get into the main event. Main event. All right, real quick before I start. So when I'm talking about players and rankings in the score, the setting, uh, the scoring setting that I'm going to be referring to, I'm, I'm talking about half PPR settings. Not standard, not full, but half PPR, so half half a point per reception. Um, that's that's what I'm referring to. So if your league's using different uh, settings than what I'm talking to, I have rankings that are different. I have rankings for standard and full PPR, so you can see see them there. Yes, they are a little different than than the half, but uh, we're going to refer to everything in half point uh, per half point reception this year. Uh, so let's move forward. Top 10 tight ends. Take a wild guess. Who's number one? Who's atop this list? Travis Kelsey, obviously. He's everybody's number one tight end. He's there in Kansas City. So last year he had 150 targets, 103 receptions, 1,336 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That was a nice season. He's a beast. Again, no surprise here. He's got the best quarterback in the game. We had no clue at the start of the season, uh, you know, last year, what Mahomes and Kelsey would be. And they played that week one, and he kind of had his down week, and everyone started to overreact. I know I definitely overreacted and was like, "Uh uh-oh, it's not there. Mahomes doesn't target the tight ends. Guess what? Kelsey's a stud. He emerged. It was just they didn't need him. They didn't need him against the Chargers. Tyreek Hill had the monster game last year against the Chargers. You know, the two touchdowns and and Kareem Hunt was a beast. So they didn't need to use Kelsey. Uh, You know, the conversation isn't why is Kelsey number one. We all know he is. The, The question or the conversation is where are you comfortable taking him in your draft? Okay, this is the hard part. Me, you know, right now he's going in mid second round. Are you willing to pay that price? Me personally, not. I want to see him in the third round. 
I guess the highest I'll take him is like late second round. If I got a first, second, third pick, you know, draft spot, and he comes back to me in the second round, I'll consider taking him there and then snagging my other running back or receiver, whatever, whatever my, you know, well, most likely you're taking a stud running back. So then I'd snag a, another running back or receiver. So he's definitely going to be a difference maker this year. So I like Kelsey a lot. Again, it's just where are you comfortable taking him? Uh, me, it's er, early third, late second, preferably in the third. Next, we got number two, tight end. Number two, Zach Ertz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, 156 targets, 116 receptions, 1,163 yards, and eight touchdowns. That was a pretty good season. So there's several questions or narratives that I have for Ertz. You know, Goddard's behind him, who's a good good talent and solid tight end. They added Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey is still there. And the question is, how can he be a top tight end? How is he going to be a number three tight end, number two tight end? Yeah, he is an amazing player. But I, and here's the thing is, I see a regression coming for Ertz in his targets. 156 is a lot of targets. And with some of the new additions and players, I see that going down. So I don't see the receptions and targets repeating. But I see the, touch, the touchdowns. Philly's going to be an off, a great offense again this year. You know, Wentz looks for He targets Ertz in the red zone. He looks for him. Ertz has had solid tight end numbers in multiple years. So the the value for Ertz is can you get him in the fourth? Can he fall far enough where he's not in the third? If you can get him in that fourth round, I'd be happy with that value. And, and then you don't have to worry about the headache of tight ends this year if you can snag Ertz. Next, number three, George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. So last year, he had 136 targets, 88 receptions for 1,377 yards and five touchdowns. You know, he finishes the top three tight ends. There's kind of like this tier break for me where, you know, Kelsey's in his own tier, number one. And then the next two guys is Ertz and Kittle. And if you don't want the headache of streaming a uh, tight end this year, (laughs) take one of these guys early. Um, It just, you're going to be passing up on some other talent, though, at receiver and, and running back. But, you know. Uh, do you guys remember he set the record for most yards in a season by a tight end? You know, Kittle set the NFL record right. At, uh, actually, Kelsey set it, and then about an hour later, Ertz broke it, or not Ertz, Kittle stole it from him. So it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, Kittle's the number one target there in San Francisco. I don't think he has any competition really. So you remember the my concern about Kelsey? How like, like last year, week one, where. It didn't happen, and we kind of were like, whoa, is there a rapport there with with Mahomes and Kelsey? You could argue the same here with Kittle and Garoppolo, where they've never really played together because Garoppolo's been hurt. Um, I'm not wording it. I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm not believing it. You know, I could see similar targets for him again this year. You know, he's the number one guy there in, in San Francisco. Uh, his yards could come down a little bit because he did have several uh big 20 plus yards, you know, games, or he had several 20 plus yard receptions. Um, but I believe his touchdowns are going to go up. He had five last year. I see that increasing with Garoppolo as quarterback, the Niners figuring everything out. They're going to score more touchdowns. So I see his touchdowns, you know, bumping up to like eight, you know, he's a dom. He's a physical dominant freak. He's a beast. I like Kittle a lot. Take him there take the value there in the fourth round. Um, that's why he's my number three. 
All right, the next two guys, we got O.J. Howard at number four and Evan Ingram at number five. Actually, we'll, and we'll clump Hunter Henry, who's at six. So four, five, and six. These are like my next group, my next tier. So number four is O.J. Howard of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Last year, he had 48 targets, 34 receptions, 565 yards, and five touchdowns. I believe Howard's going to be the top, one of the top tight ends next year. Kind of like how Kittle made a name for him, and now Kittle's the top three. I believe we're talking about Howard like that next year. Um, he's he's great. He's going to make his mark this year. You know, the narrative is Bruce Arians does not use tight ends. True. Okay? But Bruce Arians has also never had a tight end like O.J. Howard. No more Deshaun Jackson. No more Adam Humphreys. There are a ton of vacated targets available. I'm not worried about Cameron Brake taking anything away from Howard. You know, my, my biggest concern is... Howard's um, health. Can he stay on the field? So last year he got nicked up quite a bit and he missed several games. And that's why he didn't, he wasn't consistent enough last year. I believe Howard's going to stay healthy. I believe he's going to be a solid tight end. I like his value. Again, he's got a huge upside. And when he's on the field, he's a stud. That's why I got him at number four. Then number five, Evan Ingram of the New York Giants. So last year, Ingram, he had 64 targets for 45 receptions, 577 yards, and three touchdowns. He does not have much competition. There's no more Odo Beckham. Tate suspended the first four games. You know, uh, yeah, he's got Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield. But (laughs) there's just going to be a lot of targets available. And I believe he could be this year just like George Kittle. He could have a mini breakout. You know, he should... not going to see the touchdowns. So like last year, he had three. He's going to be at that three or four. He's not going to be a lot of. He's not going to be heavy on the touchdowns, which will hurt him in fantasy because that really helps you out every week. But he's going to be that you know PPR monster. I think he's going to see a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. You know his catch percentage. His rookie year was like fifty percent, yeah, but last year it was up to seventy five percent. Solid. He made it. He made a. Uh, a big leap there. I think he can repeat that. And, you know, the next question is Eli Manning. Well, Eli likes to target him, but will Eli play all season long? And from what we've seen of Daniel Jones, he's not a bad quarterback. And I, I believe they can build a rapport there. So, you know, I got Ingram. You got to take a shot on Ingram. His talent's there. And the Giants should be playing from behind quite a bit. So, you know, I, I like Ingram quite a bit. So that's why I got him at number five. Number six, Hunter Henry of the Los Angeles Chargers. So he did not play last year. He had 62 targets, 45 receptions, 579 yards, and four touchdowns the previous season. Um, He was my guy last year. I was so pumped last year for him to have his breakout season, and he got hurt. So guess what? We just have to wait. We We had to wait another year. And guess what? That's this year. I expect it to come this year. Rivers loves using his tight ends in the red zone. But, Mark, what about Mike Williams? I'm not worried about Mike Williams taking anything away from Henry. There's enough to go around. And even when Melvin Gordon's being, you know, holding out, that that just gives a boost uh, to Henry for me. You know, I just see, you know, how, like, the Chargers like to use Gordon in the end zone and they run the ball quite a bit and they'll even target him and Eckler in the the backfield. Guess what? Just going to be more opportunities for Henry and Williams. And there's, a like I said, there's plenty enough to go around. 
Next, we got number seven, Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So last year he had 72 targets, 50 receptions, 610 yards, and four touchdowns. He he's my late round target if you're going to wait on tight end this year. He's that he's that cutoff. Um, so in Pittsburgh, there's no more Antonio Brown or Jesse James. They have several targets up for grabs. You know, we're talking about those vacated targets again. And I believe he's going to see an increase. You know, he had 72. I could see him getting a 100, 110. So that bumps up his receptions. That's going to bump up his yards. And, you know, I mean, there's quite a bit of touchdowns that, you know, Brown had, what, 15 last year? I think (laughs) I like Big Ben using him. I just think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of upside here. You got to love his value going late in drafts right now. And he could be a a solid tight end for your team if you decide to wait. So that's why I got Vance at number seven. All right, the last two guys to round out my top ten, or last three guys, sorry. We got number eight, David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. So last year he had 88 targets, 56 receptions, 639 yards, and four touchdowns. I love his talent. I love Njoku. I think he's a monster. He's a beast. My concern for him is there are are there enough are there enough targets there in Cleveland? Like there's gonna be too many other mouths to feed. You got Odell Beckham, you got Landry, you got Chubb out the backfield. There's just a like he's like fourth on the on the the list, you know, on the pecking order there. I just don't see him dominating like the the other guys I mentioned ahead of him. Uh, you know, I love Baker. I'm I'm pumped to see what Cleveland does this year. I I just want to see them use him more in the red zone, be more of that dominant player. Uh, maybe he has a mini breakout, you know, with with everybody focusing on Landry and Beckham and stuff. Maybe he he gets he sees more one on one coverage. I, I don't know. I love his talent. Number nine, Jared Cook of the New Orleans Saints. He had 101 targets, 68 receptions, 896 yards, and six touchdowns last year. He did that in Oakland. So now he's in New Orleans. He had a great season in Oakland last year with Carr and. Be, you know, that was because there was nobody else to catch the ball. All the guys were hurt. Amari Cooper got traded away. And Cook finally had a his, his best season yet. You know, this year, Cook, he received an upgraded quarterback. Breeze is a much better quarterback than Carr. And it, to me, he's like the third option there in New Orleans. You know, he's only behind Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. He's got huge upside. So I like his value later in drafts. Again, my concern is, is he going to be a Kobe Fleener? Coming in year one, learning the system, figuring things out? I, I certainly hope not. I hope there that Cook can figure it out and, and be an instant impact there in New Orleans. I think I think his end-of-season stats are going to be solid. You know, you're going to be happy to see, like, when you look at his total season stats, you're going to be like, wow, he had a great year. But it's going to be, to me, it's going to be more of those boom-bust games, you know, where it's... He's t- he's touchdown dependent. If he scores a touchdown, you're gonna love him that week. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I don't think he gets enough reception and yards to be really relevant to really help your team. So that's why I got Cook at number nine. Last, we're gonna talk about number ten, Eric Ebron of the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, 110 targets, 66 receptions, 750 750 yards, 13 touchdowns. 
he had, you know what, he was finally used as a tight end like we've all been hoping that, you know, when he was in Detroit, that they they, they would use him like that. You know, Indy figured it out. Well, kind of. There was nobody else really other than Hilton and, and Ebron there in Indy last year. So, you know, Luck, we all know Luck loves his tight ends. He loves to use them in the red zone. I see a massive regression coming for Ebron in his t- in his touchdown. Um, also, Jack Doyle's back. You know, when Jack Doyle was on the field last year, he saw more percentage of snaps than Ebron. But Ebron was using the red zone. He's a big-bodied receiver. You got Mo Alley-Cox there going to be used a little bit more. I just don't see Ebron repeating anything close to last year. Um you know, his targets, his receptions, they're all going to go down. His yards are going to go down. His touchdowns are going to go down. And right now, he's going pretty high in drafts. Some people are taking him third, fourth, fifth, tight end off the board. I can't do it. I'm going to pass on that on on him at that spot. You know, I just don't see the value there. If he's 10, 11, or 12th off the board, okay, great. You got some upside there. I just, again, I don't see him repeating last year. And there's... You know, tight ends this year, just, ugh, there's just not a lot of good guys. You know, after the top, you got the top three that set the set the tone. If you can't get one of those, then you got to sh- take a shot on the next three. And then after that, it's 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 a crapshoot, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a gamble. You're just trying to hit the lotto in a tight end. Otherwise, you're streaming and you're just going to try to play matchups and stuff. Um, if you are curious about the rest of the rankings, the rest of the tight end rankings, visit the website, fantasyknockout.com. Check out the rankings there. Again, I'm updating those today and tomorrow. Um, The next show we're going to have is draft strategies. Zero RB. Late round quarterback. We're going to focus on some of these different uh, strategies. My my thoughts and opinions on this stuff. It's going to be a fun show. Just want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps with the show out. All right. Till next time. Goodbye.